This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. It's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Todd Berry Podcast. Emma Willman is on today. She's really funny and fun to talk to. Uh, I have some live shows coming up. July 22nd, Fairfield Theatre Company in Fairfield, Connecticut. August 19th, I'll be at the Baby Grand at the Grand Opera House in Wilmington, Delaware. It's a venue within the Opera House, I'm assuming. I don't think I'm playing the Opera House. But go to the Opera House, and that's where you'll find my venue. September 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, I'll be at Bumbershoot in Seattle, the Bumbershoot Festival, which is always fun. It's a nice festival. It's very clean. There's bathrooms and stuff. Uh, What else? Todd Berry Podcast shirts available. Go to toddberry.com. Slash shirt. My book, Thank You for Coming to Hattiesburg, is out. It's a tour diary about playing smaller market cities. If you go to my website, toddberry.com, a big, beautiful pop-up will show you how to buy that book if you're interested. There's also an audio book with forwards read by actor Jesse Eisenberg and one of my favorite comedians, Doug Stanhope. This episode is uh, and other episodes of all a bunch of podcasts are on feralaudio.com so go to feralaudio.com i think that is it here is emma wilman you ready emma i'm ready <laughs> uh what'd you do today emma i worked out really i worked out which is like different for me i got a trainer off of groupon a Groupon trainer? I got a Groupon trainer because I stopped drinking, so I decided I got to get healthy. So I got this trainer, and then I was supposed to have a meeting with a lit agent, with my lit agent, and then they canceled. Today? Today. Are they, is anyone working today? I don't know. They reached out. They were like, well, I'm in New York, and they reached out, and then they wanted to have a meeting, and then they canceled. So That's a good uh, first impression. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a Either good they're so busy with making people money that they had to cancel or they're uh, rude and irresponsible. They just couldn't bring themselves to do it. Was this for like a script screenplay type situation? It was totally not pressing. So they, when they like instigated it, I was like, sure, if you want, like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the city for the holiday weekend. And then they canceled it. Are they with a big agency? You don't pretty have big. to say it out loud. But. Pretty, pretty medium. But they're who I work. I like them, but the, we were, that's what we were supposed to do. But then I worked out, which I've been doing once a week. Once or twice a week for four months, and I've never stuck to exercise. Now, aren't you supposed to work out more than once a week? <laughs> I'm saying that as someone who doesn't even work out once a week, but you. I, you're supposed to probably work out like three or four times, but this is if I can just stick to it and do it once or twice a week, that's better than what I was doing before. Right. It's all uh, exponentially better. Yes. Do you, uh, what kind of workout are you? He has me do weights. We do squats. I know. 
but it makes me do it because he comes over to my apartment. Do you have a gym in your building? Yes, I live with my girlfriend. She's and so I, she okay. in her building. He would never have come up to my old apartment. And I lived in this like real dump in Harlem, six floor walk up. It was a mess. So this new place is nice, and he'll come to that, and he we exercise. But have you ever worked out with a trainer? I have a few times. I um. It's like the only way I can do it. But the last time I did it, I bought like 10 sessions from a <laughs> notorious gym here in, in the city. And the guy just he just did a different workout every time. And it's like, are you going to give me something I can do once right. we're done? He's like, well, I'm not going to really do that. Like, which is like, aren't you supposed to do that? That's what I'm not going to write does. a workout for you. Well, oh, I'm supposed to just I'm not the rock. I right. can't spend three hundred dollars to work out every. I mean, not that it was that it wasn't that expensive, but it was just like I'm going to pay every time to work out. It's too much. And they, and also sometimes I worked out with another trainer before I did the 10 sessions and we got through four. And I was like, are you tra- trying to train me for the Olympics? Like, I'm not trying to train this hard. I always so, say, you know, you know, I hate this more than I hate anything. Yes. Now give me a workout. Right. Give me the bare, bare minimum. But I mean, I think I hate it so much that even the bare, like I have a gym in this building and I ride a treadmill. Oh, you do? I walk on the treadmill. You but do. I feel like, is that, is that enough though? Do you listen to recordings? Uh, recordings, yes. I listen to recorded. Uh, I I used to uh, I used to bring my iPad down there. That's funny to think about you walking on the treadmill. I don't know why. Well, I <laughs> I can see why that might be funny, but you hurt my feelings. No, you didn't. I picture you getting like annoyed, maybe. Oh, it's mad. It's incredibly annoying. But, yeah, but I mean, it's to the point where like even a gym in my building, I'm still like, oh, totally going down the elevator. Right, the human. Oh. What it's. I but hate I, my life. But uh, what I have start, I started. Do you exercise on the road? No, I I'm trying. I'm really trying. I did. I used to like just go to a gym, look at it, and then leave. But I, for the first time in my life, I was opening for Louis Anderson at a casino uh-huh. in Lake Tahoe, and you know how casinos like people are not the most healthy, right? They look like um like dump trucks kind of. Yeah. And but very it was a very nice place and I appreciated it. But there I went and I worked out and then I'm going away next weekend and I'm going to try to just be healthier because I haven't not drinking makes me want to get a little bit healthier. Yeah. And not smoking cigarettes. Yeah. But lately I've been I used to not work out on the road because I would go, oh, I'm on the. Every time I'm on the road, it's vacation. You don't right. do, you don't do unfun stuff. Absolutely. And then I was like, also like, oh, no, I don't have to pack sneakers, filthy sneakers. Oh, and there's then, a million reasons right. not and to do so it. So then I just kind of like, well, I did get a shoe bag in one of my that came with my luggage that I bought. <laughs> Let's try it. And then I realized, oh, it kind of gives me something to do on the road. Yeah, like if it's, bo- it's if like I'm a bored, structure. And it's like it gives you something to kind of like clear. It's just like, all right, I I could check that off the list of things I'm supposed to do. But I don't do it regularly. Like I don't. I see guys in the hotel gym, like they're doing full uh, pump reps and shit. How do they know how to do in the gym today? I was right. the only one with a trainer, and then there were these all these guys in there, and they were doing all these moves. And when we left, I said, "How did they know how to do those moves? Like, how did you know? How did they know how to do that?" Yeah, he I, didn't know either. I was like, "Well, someone must have." T- we don't learn that in gym class. Like someone told them. Because I'm always afraid of. Because every time I've done it with a trainer, they're like, "No, a little to the left. Yeah, over here." But you and you're like, "Oh, if I and if I don't remember this exact form." Everything has gone gonna, who away. Who knows when I'm going to mangle yeah. my body or have to go to physical therapy or exactly. something. Exactly. Oh, God. What's like the – do you ever swim at the swim I at hotel did. pools? I was a, I, well, I was a really like fat kid 
and I remember taking swim class when I was a fat kid, but it was like one of those, I don't want to take off my t-shirt switch situations. Right. And then I would do it at the Y and then I never really got into, so I can swim, but I've never, and I never, I hate wearing bathing suits. It makes me uncomfortable. Uh-huh. I don't know what kind of bathing suit to wear. Uh, well, I'm not going to advise you. <laughs> But, yeah, I always feel we- I have to host a pool party in October. What does that mean? It's the deal. The contract was I do one forty-five minute set. It's in the Dominican Republic, and they have me out there for a week. So that's pretty crazy that they would have me out there that long to just do one set. And but I have to host it. Actually, I think it's two pool parties, and. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it means I'll be like, all right, guys, get in the pool. I don't know. I've I've never been to a pool party. Do you? Wow. Is it a thing where you have to do You have to do a set and then two other times you have to host a pool party. Two other times. So a set is separate from the pool party. Yes. And I made sure to ask about that because that would be a disaster. I'm trying to think which way you'd want to do the set. Like which, I mean, it's not up to you, but I probably, but which order would you want? Host the two pool parties and promote your set or? I don't know. That's tough because if the set goes well, then I'll be ha- then I'll want to be at the pool party. Right. But if it doesn't and then I'm hosting the pool party, <laughs> they're going to be like this fucking Right. That's Oh, her. Her. Like and now we got to do two pool parties. So it's sort of like a cruise ship only without the cruise. Exactly. Do you um is Which there, I've never done before. What kind of event is it? Is it just a Here's the thing. Oh, this is going to get good. I'm glad I asked this well, question. <laughs> this is going to get good. It's, I, I've never like gotten offers to do these. And uh-huh. it's in the Dominican Republic. So I said, I would like to do it. And I'm pretty down for whatever. But it, I always kind of got ner- sh- I would shy away from these a little bit and not pursue them. But it's a gay event. Mm-hmm. But it's not, if it was gay men, I'd be really comfortable. Because gay men, that feels comfortable. But it's a lesbian event. And lesbians make me very like, nervous and then i already feel like i'm not offering what they want i feel like my material isn't tailored to them i feel uncomfortable so i've been the whole thing i've just kind of like blocked out but i'll just stay in my hotel room do the show host the pool party and then go was that your phone yeah sorry oh your watch i'm sorry sorry. that is the first time the uh, i've had to stop the podcast because of an apple watch no i don't care this is a very sloppy podcast. Put it on air, airplane mode. Yeah. Oh my god, you're controlling it from your phone. Your watch from your phone. That's what it's come to. This is. I want to talk more about this gig. Did you get two plane tickets? That should have been part of the deal. Oh, to bring somebody. Bring your girlfriend. I don't know. I didn't ask that about that. That should roll off. Well, honestly, that should roll off the tongue of your agent. Well, but we were kind of arguing at the time. All oh, right. And so like, I was like, I was trying to plot that. I would go, and then it'd be like a good thing to not have my girlfriend add. But that's me being shady, so we're not in an open relationship. I, but it's in October, so we were doing the, oh, the yeah. math. But we now we're not in fighting, so I think, yes, she's going to come. But you should try to get a set. You're right. I feel like if they're giving you a week there, they're like, this is a vacation. A it week should is be a like, long you time. Should bring, I know. I've never been to the I imagine it's beautiful, but nice hotel. Yes, good looks money. Nice. It's Don't pretty good. Money, but are you doing a? Have you ever done a cruise? I did the only cruise I did. Well, the two things resembling a cruise, I've done like a prom show boat, <laughs> which is uh, a prom boat. Yeah, like it goes around the circle, like the Oof. circles of Manhattan, which is hardly cruise. But then I did this sort of nerd Max Fun thing. That sounds fun. Where they it was comedy nerds who had rented, you know, who had bought special tickets, but it was on the main cruise with everyone else. So it wasn't like the main comedy show that they 
had for two weeks there. It was like a separate event, private event. But it was a real cruise ship. It was like Princess or one of those. That actually sounds really fun. It was uh, it was interesting because it's just uh, just so, it's just such a big crazy boat but and you were on it with the same people so you'd like see the people around and stuff yeah but it wasn't a thing like i mean it wasn't the thing where you're like uh um i you know like if you're working on the cruise for two weeks and you're bombing and then you you're trapped there this was like nerds that's what i'm picturing who already kind of were in my right wheelhouse that sounds pretty fun then but um so it's a nice hotel it seems pretty nice dominican republic per Punta Canta, something, something like that. And I am seeing two pool parties. I think I actually do feel a little more comfortable. I don't know if I'd be more comfortable emceeing a gay pool party or a straight one because the gay one, there'll probably be a lot of people that don't know what kind of bathing suit to wear. Right. Like, I, there'll probably be a lot of like big, heavy, like bull dikes and snowsuits. <laughs> I don't know what they wear to the pool. I would be way less nervous about hosting the pool party because I think there's no expectation of like, but this what person's you... supposed to kill. Right. It's kind of like it's this is it's just a loose event, I'm sure, and it's just like you're yeah. Gonna, I'm sure you'll just come up with quick stuff about like, whatever. All right, guys, yeah. everyone get in the pool. Yeah, but uh, that's sad. I'd be concerned about. Whew! I know. Isn't that weird that we can ha- we have a job where like we get flown to the Dominican Republic to work for 45 minutes, and it's like, oh, God, oh no, this yeah, it's gonna be rough. Maybe I'll yeah. get so much anxiety about something, and then I'm trying to not project what the anxiety is going to be because like i was nervous when i was doing the casino because i was like oh this is going to be it had to be super clean and i've done tons of colleges where i have to be clean but for some reason i was like i don't know if i'm gonna you know what it was i had opened for louis before and he's become like a friend louis anderson now he's a nice guy really nice guy real well but i know but one time i had two times i swore and he does not like that so I was like, oh, I really have to not swear at all. Yeah, that's, I guess, more for him than it is for the casinos rules. Yeah, right? I don't think they cared as much. But so I was like, oh, I really need to not swear. And then for some reason, I got really nervous about it. But then when I was there, it was fine. So I'll let, get so nervous about stuff before I do it. He let you know. When I did swear, he 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 was like, the first time I opened for him, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to swear. Uh-huh. And I swore a few times. Yeah. And then he was like. I don't want to do an impression of him, but he does have a distinct voice. Right. But he was like, did you swear? And I was like, uh. He was like, I know you did. And I was like, oh, no, was I not supposed to? And he was like, don't swear. And then I did swear one other time. He was like, it's a clean show. Okay. So, which is pro- which is good to do, too. But Yeah, and I mean, if you are opening for someone, then of course. they it's call like they're, the shots. Yeah, they're inviting you over to their party. Were I they? Uh, was it a good crowd? Casinos are always never. They're always never. (laughs) They're always never good. No, they're always. uh, I always get like a little like, oh, what am I? You know. They weren't that bad. Trepidatious. They were the the first one was like at two in the afternoon and it was no. I got there. I thought it was at two in the afternoon. I got there at two and the first one was at six. Uh So I was there way early, and then. They really weren't that bad. They were the quote unquote high rollers. Oh, really? But what that really meant was they were the people that had lost the most money. So the guy that ran it was like, these are the big losers. And I thought he just meant they were like losers of human beings. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, they're losers. Like, And then he was like, no, they literally have lost the biggest amount of money. And then they got, so it means they spend the most, but they lose the most. And there was hundreds of them. I find like I did a show, I mean, at, at this one casino where they said they put the high rollers up front. And they would ruin the show, and they couldn't. They're like, "Yeah, we can't say anything to them." Is it they ruin the show because they just don't care? Well, they're. I don't. I. I don't want to make a stereotype of what what a high roller right. might be, but I'm guessing not the coolest 
comedy fan necessarily. Right. Kind of a hot shot. I'm. I'm. This is maybe a stereotype. I'm sure there's some and great yet, high rollers out there. The hot, but they don't look like when. If I saw the visual of the people that were there, I wouldn't have been like, "Oh, this person has tons and tons of money." Right. So, you never know. So I you guess. have to do how many shows there? Just two. And for some reason, I was nervous about it, but then it was great. It was fine. The second one was really good. How long did you have to do? This is embarrassing. Only 15 minutes. Oh, that's good. I know. I don't know what my problem was. I don't know why. Well, 15 minutes is a long time if it's not comfortable. Right. I mean, Cause I'll do 15 longer... minutes of bombing is, is a long time. Especially if someone asks you to open for them because that's like such a, I don't know, it's like a, it's like an honor. It's very nice. But also, if you're doing 15 minutes, a good thing is like, you know, you're not going to be like looking at your watch going, oh my God, I'm out of material or something like that. Sometimes I'll feel like I only have the amount of material for what is asked like if someone will be like do you you know can you do 45 minutes i'll say yeah and then and then at 45 minutes i'm like that was all my material and then someone will say i'll do like a 12 minute set sometimes and i'm like "Ah, that was all my material yeah i'm still a a a clock watcher like i still there's part of me that thinks that i'm not capable of doing an hour that's crazy i know because i'm capable of doing an hour 10 (laughs) if pushed (laughs) if i do an extra crowd work i'll do an hour 10 What's the longest set you've done? The longest set I've ever done, speaking of crowd work, you know, I did this crowd work. I don't right. know if you're familiar with it, but uh, I'll plug it. Yeah, the, it. Cr- the crowd work tour. Yes. And one of the shows was in Vancouver, and I did an hour and 45 minutes. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 get, I don't know if it – I mean, it's great in that it's like, oh, I stayed up there and they were into it. But it was a point where I was like, do you, are you did guys – Did you know how much time was going by? I kind of glanced, but it was one of those things where you're like, well, those kind of shows especially, it – you never feel like you're building to a crescendo and right. like, thank you, good night. Right. So you kind of just wait for a laugh and then end it. But <clears throat> but I was like, at some point on, on stage, I think I said, you guys, I've been up here to like, no, <laughs> really? Because I, I personally- Because I want to go. So. There's no comedian I would want to watch for an hour and 45 minutes. I can't believe that even people would want to watch one person for one hour. Yeah. That's a lot of time. Yeah. That's a lot of time. Yeah. And things are so entertaining now, like TV shows. There's so many th- TV shows I think have gotten so much better. There's so much entertainment coming at us to watch one person with no special effects. And I feel like like the thing you're doing in Dominican Republic, I feel like that should be <sighs> a half hour. Why would you want to Because you're like, com- or 25. It's just like, give me a little taste of comedy. And then there's a beach or and there's food and drinks. You don't need to see me from Captain, 10 minutes. I don't, and that's in the Dominican Republic. Not directed at you, but just anyone, I feel like. I completely Because I hear about these corporate gigs. Where I have to do an hour. Why are you doing You're giving your your employees a treat of some sort. If you give them a half hour of someone funny. Yeah, leave them happy. Yeah. I just And they want to all talk to each other. Right. Unless yeah, I've never like been a, like, I want more time. Unless it's like a crazy famous person who's getting 200 grand to do one. Right. But that doesn't apply to me. One. Someday. Now, I noticed on your – so you quit drinking. This I'm going back to that. <sighs> yeah. Were, were you a problem drinker or an alcoholic? Or you know what it was? You said I could ask you anything, by the way. Absolutely. I'm telling the oh, people yeah. at home. <laughs> I set it up. People at home. Whoa, Todd. <laughs> what no, the fuck? It, they, yeah, yeah. Well, what it was is I was noticed I was dr- – I mean, I drank a lot in college. Mm-hmm. But then what made me stop was – I was just drinking whenever I would get annoyed or if I didn't want to deal with something or just to like kind of coat like bopping around or feeling like disappointed or bothered. So (laughs) So basically (laughs) 
Anytime I was awake, I... Anything I, to do with show business was really ramping it up. Uh-huh. But, but I do love... I mean, I love entertainment, too, but I would get... Yeah, I was just... I noticed I was drinking more. Not like getting drunk, but just drinking more and more and more. And then it kind of culminated where I did... Have you done um, Prairie Home Companion or ever heard no, that No, I show? haven't. I've never been asked to do that. It... Hint, hint. <laughs> they, sh- I, I know the guy now. They got a new host. Yeah. I bet you would really, I think that would be a good fit. It's very, uh, it's like folksy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect fit for me. But it's, it's, <laughs> well, I was surprised then when they reached out to me, but it was, it was really fun, but it records at, I think, 4 p.m. Uh-huh. It's in St. Paul. Right. And, which is in Minneapolis. St. Paul, Minneapolis. Yeah, it's sort yeah. of the twin. They're twin cities. Yeah. So it was in St. Paul. My dad and stepmom flew out because they love NPR, and I remember I was a little bit hungover. I, I drank a bunch of wine the night before, and then it recorded at four or five p.m. And I was like, "Oh man, how am I going to have a drink first if it records at four or five p.m.? Because not in a bar, it's in a theater." And I was kind of like, "Hmm. Well, I definitely want to have a drink before I go on." And I, in my head, I was kind of like, "Oh, this isn't, this isn't the greatest." And then I took some alcohol from the, the hotel room, and then was making myself an, a a drink in the green room. But it was early. Went did the show. It was really fun. And then I was like, "I gotta get some more wine." And then the next day, I was like, "I gotta stop drinking." So I don't know if that means I was an alcoholic or not. But why was that? I mean, it, it does not sound, sound bad. It does, I mean, that's not usually the rock bottom moment. Oh. <laughs> I had a I had a gin and tonic before I did the Prairie Home Companion. Oh my God, they That's dug you my, out of the gutter. That was my, that was my bottom. Well, I used to drink and drive a lot. I, oh yeah, no, I used to do that good. a lot, but See, I did that years ago. Uh, I, you I, know what? That never bothered me. But then for something about that Prairie Home Companion, yeah, well, I drink and drive. I hit something. I hit a I hit a sign. Yeah, I love when people get DUIs. It's it's. I should have gotten the DUI. I I feel like three days in jail minimum for a DUI. I completely agree. The audacity to drink and drive, and I did it multiple times. Especially, I'm so sorry that's to the her. universe. It's such a it's such an arrogant dickhead move. I didn't mean to get all preachy about it. It's that. true, and I had a babysitter who was paralyzed from a drunk drive. Oh, really? I know. Ugh. Yeah. And I would drink and drive and not really think about it. And then Prairie Home Companion, and I was like, well, this is it. Well, let's lighten this up, but mm. still talk about the same subject. So, <laughs> how many drinks before the Prairie Home Companion? Just one. Okay, can you dr- you can drink before you go on stage? Yeah, I guess you can. If I'm doing ten minutes, because there's yeah. there were times I remember I was in Boston at Nick's Comedy Stop, and I drank a lot one night, and it was a really good show. And then I was like, oh, I can be pretty tipsy and do forty five, and then the next night it was hard in my head. I I remember being like, eh. That was sloppy. Could have not been the drinking, but you don't know. It's I prefer not drinking now. So the Prairie Home, just wondering why, what was it about the Prairie Home Companion? Did you just know. think you got way too drunk after it? or? I think it was that I felt like I needed to, I think it was how nervous I was that I wasn't going to get the chance to drink before I went on. Oh, I see. So you were sort of concerned with the feeling you had. Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh no, like. It's, I never put that together that I didn't this is that I didn't care as much about the drunk driving as I did. That was years ago though that I did about Prairie Home Companion. Right. That's ridiculous. How long has it been? Like 2 days. No, it's been about been about 2 months. And you just did it on your own? 
did it on my own. No meetings? No. Well, I went to a couple meetings and I liked it, but then I didn't. And I don't see a therapist or anything. Have you ever? Tons. Okay. And then I saw, yeah, I saw tons, but then I just haven't. I've probably seen like 10. Really? Yeah. Maybe more. Do you like going to therapy? I saw this good one and I loved her. She was great. And then I saw a guy in New York and he asked me to promote his son's movie. Oh my God. I know. He texts me and he goes, hey, you have a lot of family in Boston. My son is an independent filmmaker and he didn't get a chance to promote his movie. Would you mind oh, posting about it? Oh my. And I said, I don't think you meant to send this to me. And he goes, I did. And I went, <gasps> and I blocked him. Isn't that was that your weird? therapist? It's my therapist. Was he like a. He sees a lot of comedians. A lot of people really like him, but I thought that was weird. Why do I feel like, did you ever tell me that story? I don't know. Um, I'm not going to ask who this is, but I think I know who it is. Oh, I'll say his name. No, let's not. Oh, yeah, we'll not say his name. Because a lot of people really like him. He was pretty good, except for that. I thought was so weird. That's so. uh, Maybe he just wasn't thinking. I don't know. That's like, yeah, it's like asking for your patient's autograph or something. It's just like. It's so weird. Oh. Very strange. That's like a thing that's obnoxious if he wasn't your therapist. Yeah. Like if it was a really good friend of yours. Right. Who's going to my son made this movie, maybe. Then I'd be okay. But if it, even if it was like a barber or someone, yeah. a chiropractor, I'd right. be like, get the fuck out of here. Uh-huh. Your kid's movie. <laughs> I love that when people think that that's going to, yes, my tweet will. Right. Uh, do something. Yeah. Was the, like, let me t- promote this thing that I don't even know if it's good or not. Right. And then people go see it because of my tweet, and then I go, why'd you send me that awful movie? And then you watch it yourself go, oh, my God, that was awful. I hate, And then I then hate the person so much. Yeah. I do have a lot of family in Boston, too, so that was even more. He was like, I know you got a lot of family. I'm like, I know you know. I tell you because you're my therapist. Right. That is in our relationship that- Very strange. I'm demographically or geographically suitable for you yeah, it to promote It wasn't even shit. Like related to comedy. Oh it was just God. like, I know you got a lot of cousins. And I was like, I do have a lot of cousins. Um, Wow, that's... Crazy. What? Did but you... I did like him other than that. Yeah. Did yeah. you see him after that? No, and I felt, I was like, I felt kind of bad for him because I was, I don't know, I just, I was like, what are you thinking? And then I thought maybe I overreacted and then every single person I told was like, whoa, 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 that's crazy. So then I just told him like, I don't think, this is a good fit and then we stopped seeing each other um this friend of mine went to a therapist and he walked in the guy was like flipping through a brochure of like bmws or something just like car shopping like oh hey how you doing man looking at a really expensive car but uh that's not as bad as what this guy did to yeah you. did um did you start in boston comedy i did, did. You start comedy in boston yeah i started in boston i was going i'm from maine but then i went to college in boston i graduated And I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted, I took a job, I was doing sales, but I thought I wanted to be an inventor. An inventor? Just a generic inventor? I I really tried inventing something. (laughs) Like I was going to young inventors meetings. Like I was doing, my, this is kind of a crazy story. My great grandfather was an inventor and he invented the process for improving the pasteurization of milk and he sold it for a set price. Mm Mm-hmm. And then my grandfather like kind of went nuts because he saw that become so successful and he tried to invent stuff and it never worked out. Like he was just failed inventor. So around our house growing up, we had all these like, you know, patents framed and like, bru- like, like blueprints of inventions. 
so the seed was planted but then when i graduated and i was had this job but when i tried to invent something it's really hard to actually invent something isn't it hard to get a patent too right it, that's the hard part because i had a bunch of ideas which in retrospect they're not that one of them was all right, but the first one was caffeinated cigarettes. I was like, "You put the caffeine <laughs> oh in the." Oh my god, that's how is that? How is that? That's one of those things. I hear that, and I go, "Why did that never that's... cross my mind? Even just not to do it, but just as an idea." And my parents were like, "You know, that's really evil. Like, why would you?" Oh, that's a great idea. I thought so too. I go, "You put the caffeine in the filter of the cigarette. It's like a party cigarette." Yeah, that was my idea. I have some shampoo with caffeine in it, weirdly. Sounds great. Yeah, caffeine, people do that for like cellulite, where it, it is supposed to help your cellulite in some way. I don't know what it does, but. The, the coffee industry would pound you for that one, I though. I know. And don't you think, well, you think they've probably already tried that, the nicotine? Like, they probably think of everything to put That's in true, because I've had like chocolate that has yeah. extra caffeine. They must, someone must have, or is still working on. A way to combine those two caffeinated things. cigarettes. So, how far did you take it? Did you that one not far? What about, oh, let's, let's the, hear one, I the took, one you took far. The one I took, and then I because my parents are really upset about that, like they were like, you know, that's really sick to promote smoking and caffeine addiction, yeah. and which is fair. So, then I tried to invent stop the scuff. This was the one I tried to get a patent for it, it was. You know how your pants scuff at the bottom? So stop the scuff, a clear plastic material that adheres seamlessly to the bottom of your pants, protects them from scuffing. It's like a condom for the pants bottom. But is it ugly? Does it, is it visible? That was the thing. I said it can't have any residue and people can't see it and they can't feel it. So I sent it to a uh, product developer, but the guy I sent it to was a scam because I didn't research it at all. And then, then uh, he took the money i didn't i think i sent him like 800 bucks Ooh, i know and i just graduated college so you were like 22 or something 22 and i was i was like he was like i'm gonna get you i'm gonna get this into kmart and i was like this is it wow i know i was like so pumped up about it i love that he picked kmart, kmart. not that that wouldn't be a good place to sell it but it's like I know someone at Kmart. It was so show businessy too. Yeah, because he was like, he's like, I'm gonna get this is gonna be big, and I was like, it is gonna be big. I and then I sent him, and then he never ended up sending me anything. But he was like, you gotta send me some more money. And my mom was like, I think this is, a, I don't think this sounds, you know, go to a lawyer. I didn't do any, didn't go to a lawyer. This guy just, I found him online, like one eight hundred invent your stuff or whatever. Right. Never met him, so just is based out of, I think it was based out of somewhere in Pennsylvania. And then it turned out to be a scam. So I was so upset from that. That's when I started going to comedy clubs. And then I always liked comedy. And I was always kind of a weird kid. So then I was like, oh, I'm going to try to see how this, what this is like. Uh -huh. But I think if I hadn't invented something, I don't know if I would have ended up trying stand-up. How long ago was this? This was, this was like seven years ago. So you've only been doing comedy seven years? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. You have to do at least 15 before you get on the Todd Berry podcast. What? <laughs> I didn't know. I should have you're asked cutting, you. I didn't cutting. know about that. Um, yeah. That's, well, you're doing very well for- uh, But, yeah, I mean, you know, where really there's a difference in when in New you're in New York or any place else, because the years, and even though Boston is a really good comedy scene, New York is- 
if you're working as hard as you can in New York, it just is so much more than anywhere when else. When did you move here? Because I feel like you just appeared all of a sudden. I <laughs> I mean, I guess everyone just appears all of a sudden. But all of a sudden you were like doing sets and like, oh, I don't know who this person is. I was at, I moved here and I was going to school, grad school. For what? Media studies. Okay. And then I graduated. I moved back to Boston for a year. So you have a master's degree? Yeah. Wow. I don't just know any barely. comics with a master's Well, I shouldn't say that. Very don't, few. don't some comics have a lot of Yeah. That was, I, yeah. As I said that, I was like, oh, I do know a few lawyers. Did you go to college? Yeah. U- University of Florida. Nice. Bachelor's degree. Holler. Yeah. Um, but then I went, so I was here doing open mics, went back to Boston, and then I came back to New York, and that's when I started getting in at clubs, and then I submitted to Anaka, the college. Right. That's how I got any representation because I got a, I got into some NACAs, and then that's how I got a manager because I was in it at NACA. What is how many college? I did. I've done two NACA conventions. For those of you who don't know, at home NACA conventions are where you go to Oof. somewhere like Lexington, Kentucky, yeah. or something, and there's different regions. <laughs> that's where I went, and to. all the college bookers go there. And the college bookers are, you know, the nerds in school, they're like the t- people too nerdy to even be the nerds. Like they're the nerds. This is 100% almost, accurate. I almost like I don't res- – they're not like, oh, the, I want nerds at my show, which is something I would usually say. I don't want this type of nerd at my totally. show. Totally. And they just – they like – oftentimes they like the worst stuff. It's almost – I don't know if it, I experienced it. it was almost like sassy nerds maybe. Like Oh, it, really? Yeah, that's what I was there. there it was – it was a lot of, um, yeah, they, and they're on a little bit of a power trip because they've got access to these budgets. Right. So, and then they just go through this convention center where each performer is at a booth and they get to say, uh, how much for Todd? Yeah. Okay. And then they kind of barter with your college person in front right. of you. So it's insane. How many did you book off of them? The first year I entered it, I think I did like six snackers. And then every year since I've entered since then, it's been like one. So I don't know what it was about that first year, because uh-huh. that tape I look back on now, I'm like, this tape's not that, not very good. And then since I've sent them, I've sent in my Colbert stuff, and they just they pass. And the NACAs I would get into was the ones in the South. I've tried to get into NACAs since having some TV credits, and they're like, really? I was like, okay, you know, think I'm good enough to do. The cafeteria at University right. of Western Ohio. I mean, and they do put you in a cafeteria. But I think some of it is also like uh, now it's going to get gross, but like money thing where you're like if you're this, either you got to be like the lower end or like someone massive who Absolutely. gets one hundred fifty thousand. That's the middle ground, which Absolutely. I would be. Absolutely. But so, how many did you book though? How many colleges? When did you I book did that, like? there was one NACA. They went great, and that was in the South. So uh-huh. I think, feel like I did like 20 schools off of that one. Wow. And then the other ones were not, I think, maybe like four or five at e- in each region. But that first year, and it was when that happened, I didn't – I was like, oh, this is it. I'm doing tons of colleges now. I didn't know that then it was like each year that would get uh-huh. less and less and less. So when I did those, I was like, oh, yeah, the, these colleges, boom. That's This is something I got to do. And then each year I submitted since then, it just was like, nope, like, no, 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 no. Huh. So who knows? I did one last year, and each year they've gotten 
I don't know. I do bet when I do colleges now, they actually I have an a- enough material to like fill out a show. Mm-hmm. Where when I was first doing them, I would do Q and A's at the oh, end. Oh, really? Because and no, they don't know who I am. So to ask me a question, oh my god, that's the ultimate cop out. Yeah, yeah. I would get anyone about, have any questions? Are you serious? <laughs> at about forty <laughs> minutes, I would go. Do you guys have any questions? Wow. And they would go, uh, and I go anything at all and then some kid would be like how how did you get into comedy or something whenever i do colleges i always try to you know because they always want an hour i kind of go uh is there a little flexibility with that time are you married to that hour 45 to an hour good yeah you can do that got your word you'll get 45 and maybe an hour if it's fun and they never care either because it's always a kid I don't think they even notice or they have no clue. just any something like that where it's like I'm always afraid like I just want to hit whatever legal obligation. I, I mean I want to do a good show but I want to hit whatever. I don't want to be like yeah you did 56 minutes so we're not paying you. Right. So you, you flew to. Which did happen to me one time. Really? It was a two hour show. It was me and a magician and it was also the worst college show I'd ever done. It was a freshman orientation and it was at 5 p.m. because I remember they were like sound checks at 4 p.m. and I was like oh boy. So I was doing an hour, and then I was supposed to hand it off to a magician doing an hour. And I kind I got it going after after about half an hour. I like re- I got it going going well. And at forty five minutes, they were like together, and I was like, "This is the time to like bring him up because it's good now." Right. So I'm like, I'm gonna bring up the magician now, and. He had forgotten his magic pants, so he had left. <laughs> oh, gotta have those. So he wasn't there. Oh my so God. then they had to have an intermission, and then the magician was pissed at me, and he t- was tweeting at me. He goes, you got to get, you know, you were supposed to do an hour, and then I wasn't here when I was supposed to go up. So I tweeted back at him, well, if you hadn't forgotten your magic pants, so then him and I got in a Twitter thing. Oh, my God. And that might have been the low point of everything, of my life, because I was like, I'm in a... I'm in a whole a little classroom green room in South Carolina tweeting at a magician about his magic pants. I would say that would be a, a Twitter feud would be a low point unless it was about magic pants. And and I don't even case, really it's tweet. An amazing accomplishment. Yeah. I go but and then I was like maybe I shouldn't have said he had magic pants. He doesn't want people to know the pants have tricks in them. Who knows? That's crazy. Yeah, but that was the one time. And then I said, okay, I'm so sorry. Because I didn't do the full hour. And it it said, I assumed it was 45 minutes to an hour. I did the 45. But it was like I'd really gotten them. If you were watching the show, you would have been like, that was the time to bring them up. They had all these um, like popcorn machines, like cotton candy machines, all this stuff. Because it was freshman orientation, making Uh noise. So they were finally like one group. And I was like, all right, you guys ready for the magician? Ah." And he wasn't there. Did you say he seems to have disappeared? He, I didn't think of that. That is the line. That did um, that so w- that would have saved it. I'm just thinking more about this. So they didn't even pay you. They paid me, but they took out. They took out the time. They prorated. They it? prorated it. That's so petty. And that's because he ratted time. you out. Do you think or? I said I was like I didn't do the full hour, and then I yeah. called the college agent. Was like I didn't do the full hour. I knew right away. When he was tweeting, I was I was like, I didn't do the full amount of time. Do whatever you need to do. So I kind of offered them right. to do it, and they took it. Um, Magic pants. Wow. That's uh, – I mean, and also why – I know you f- people forget things, but it's like he probably would have and should have been there 
ready to go sure. on some level in the area. Yeah, it was 15. It was like 15 minutes, you yeah. know. I think he had been there and then left and then was coming back. I mean, I, I do feel bad that he forgot his magic pants. I feel like being a magician's kind of a tough gig, too. Unless you're doing colleges, in which case you're a hero, probably. Right. They kill at colleges. Yeah. But that, to me, I mean, I don't know. What Like, what are you working towards when you're a magician? Um, I guess doing magic shows. I like mean, the biggest magic show? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, yeah. I mean, I. Magic's kind of cool. I love. Ju- there's a guy named Justin Willman, and he's pretty awesome. He's a magician. He's I think a magician he, and I think a comedian. I met that guy in yeah, Canada he's a, or in Montreal. He's Maine, really which good. Is Canada, he is good. He is a talented. Because I watched him, and I was like, "Oh my god!" He, he was really good. Huh? He he's magic. I think I do know who he is. I think I know him. My I'm money's him. on that. He is actually magic. Oh, you think he's a- he? I don't know how he does that stuff. Yeah. And he's very charming. He's like a charming, good-looking guy, and he's doing the magic. He's got a good thing going on. I gotta start learning magic. I already, <laughs> got, I already got the good-looking and the charm down. Did uh, so you? You audition? How did you audition for clubs here in the city? Like I don't. The first one was. Oh man, I haven't. Oh well, okay. So Eastville, I would do the open mics at Eastville, and then Marco had me send him a set and he was like i don't you know email me in six months and then i emailed him in six months and he was like nope and then i emailed him again in six months but i emailed him something that i had shot before i that i shot like a year before uh-huh. and he was like there we go <laughs> and that's how i got into Eastville. Wow. i've never told him that actually whatever the clip was it was way older than the one he had passed that on he, before that's that funny Maybe it's a better clip. It's a better clip. And then New York Comedy Club. Oh, I got into New I don't I got into New York because my friend Kate recommended me. She was at New York a lot. And then I got into Greenwich because uh Greenwich from New York. I feel like with each one, once you just kinda like get yourself in and you work at a place, yeah. you can, you know, wiggle around a little bit. Seven years. Seven years. My God. Now, you have a podcast. Yep. It's about, go ahead. Well, <laughs> so I was doing this. I'm starting another podcast. Oh, you are? So this podcast I did with an underwear company, the period one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was doing a podcast with an underwear company, and the underwear company is kind of on hiatus. So we're not, we don't have new episodes of that coming. How out. does an underwear company go on hiatus? They, they're, switching, <laughs> they're switching their <laughs> brand. It was called Dear Kate Underwear. Okay. And it was a period underwear i don't really know how it works it like they didn't send you any I, they did and it was i don't know how it works though like it like i don't know it it's it was pretty cool my dad was asking me about it and it's hard to i don't know what he goes does it wick away the stuff i don't know wick away it like there's no it like protects you from getting any like stains i see but i don't know how so i got connected with them because i did a i had a line in a commercial for them so then after we did the line in the commercial, I was like, would you guys want to do branded content? And they said, yeah. So we started doing this podcast. And now they're on hiatus. And now they're, and now they're on hiatus. They're going into like some other kind of – now they're doing like yoga pants and stuff. 
<laughs> All right, ladies, you, with, we, we, you had your moment with your periods. We're moving on to yoga. Yeah, you're over it. Yeah, you're, you missed your window of opportunity. You should have bought a bunch. <laughs> Did you see the ads for their competition? Uh, there's a brand there's some called on the Sinks. subway, right? That was their competition. Did you understand those ads when you saw them? It was like a piece of fruit, and then it would be like, thanks underwear. I remember seeing the ads. I don't remember going, I don't get these, mm. but I, at the same time, I probably on some level uh, don't get them. Yeah, when I saw them, I was like, <laughs> it seemed very mysterious. Wow, competition. Competition for the period underwear. That's an invention that someone took and ran with. Yeah. They called George Foreman's hotline. Yeah. So you you go on the road a lot, right? I was going on the road a, a bunch with the colleges, and then I was getting to be in New York more. And now this summer, I feel like I am gone a bit. And I like it. Yeah? Yeah. I'm happy when I'm... I really... Actually, I really like it. I'm happy when I'm gone, and it's nice just getting to do a long set. Because uh -huh. when you're in New York, you're like running around. I saw your Colbert. That was really good. Thank you. You look super relaxed. Thanks. I appreciate that. Like, it was weird because I watched it and I, I saw the LC. Thank you. I, I appreciate L -L -L that. LLS, his initials. Like, oh, wait, he, Colbert just introduced it, but this is his last comic standing. Like, I put some initials together wrong. So they I looked for another clip. I realized, oh, I, now I know what those letters stand for. Oh. Late show with Stephen Colbert. That just took me a minute, too. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just my own dumb. I thought I guess it's an easy mistake to make. Yeah, it is easy because I just did that too in my head. Were you? Uh, I remember seeing you the night before, and you were like, I think it was the night before, you deciding what to wear. Yeah, I get so stressed out about what to wear because I'll get nervous that like I'll be like, oh, I don't want to look too girl. I don't want to look too girly for myself, but then uh -huh. I don't want to look not friendly. That's what I always. I think I say. I think I say not friendly when I mean really gay. So I'll say <laughs> I, I don't want to not look approach friendly. So it takes me a while to. Plus, I have a hard time look like matching colors and clothes are just hard. Yeah. I'm not into fashion at all, so I don't know what to wear. Did you consult with someone other than me in the staircase at the comedy store? Uh, other, other than I said, well, I got. Oh yeah, I do remember that, Todd. I, I don't do know if that. I. <clears throat> you asked me, or I. I probably volunteered. Like I, I heard you I, talking about it. I do remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I ended up asking. The booker ended up helping me. So she really went above and beyond mm. her booking duties, right? And helped me pick out what to wear. Did anything? Uh, did anyone see that? And did anything come of it? As they say, the ah, uh, it helped me get a different agent, but that's a that's it. But that agent has been very helpful. But it's so with all, we. It's so easy to like think, oh, this thing is gonna. It, you, that's a bad game to be like, oh, this will do this and this right. will do that. You just have to exactly. be like, oh, this will do nothing and then take it from there. Right. You just It's just do this as well as you could possibly do exactly. it. Exactly. And then, it's, Which is and then hard, to itself. But yeah. Did, um, but no, it was really good. Who else was on the show? Oh, my God. Rob. Rob, like, brown hair. I'm drawing a blank on his name. Rob. I think he plays a doctor in something. Rob Lowe. Okay. Didn't interact with him. No. But, you know, I was supposed to do it before with Bruce Springsteen. Oh, wow. And then I got bumped because he went on. He t he did the hour. Wow. I didn't but know. he. Okay. I was relieved. I bet. I wonder if you would. Now, would you have tried to meet him? I don't think so. Because I wouldn't want to bug him. He had a lot of people backstage. 
good, like really good looking, like people. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see him wandering the hall or anything? Not at all. I saw his people in his green room, but no, I don't think I would have. I would have just. I don't think I would have tried to meet him. He had a, there were a lot of people around him. Mm -hmm. And I was relieved I didn't go that day because it was all Bruce Springsteen fans. How, wait, how did you see how, how his backstage? They have these. If you were they, there a different day, or I was there for. To, I was all was like primed and ready to do oh. the Bruce Springsteen one. And oh, you got I bumped. Didn't do it. I got bumped. Oh. Yeah. So I was there with my mom. Um, I had a friend from New York and a friend from Maine. My dad and stepmom. So that when I went and actually did it. When they had, they said come back next week. Then I brought no one because I was kind of distracted with the people that I had brought. Yeah, you don't want to get you kind of. That's that's a time to be really selfish and not in a bad way. Just like you got to focus. I got to focus on this shit. You don't want to be like facilitating conversation between your mom and your right. friend. Not you that know? I've ever had a thing where like eighteen people have asked me, but and I, I will bring people sometimes, but only people who I'm comfortable. Ex totally. Uh. I was just going to ask you about, oh yeah, so how did you feel about getting, how did they let you know, or is it just like someone walk up and you're like, oh, we got bad news? This guy goes, because he was, Bruce Springsteen was like talking for like, at about the 45 minute mark, uh -huh. I was kind of like, hmm. And then someone came up and said, there's a chance you might not go on. And I said, that's totally fine. And my mom said, but I, I told all my friends she's going to be on. And I was like, you know, don't. Where's Bruce? I'm going to go talk to him. It's all good. And then she, yeah, exactly. She was like, that doesn't seem very fair. You're supposed to do it tonight. And I was like, no, no, it's, it's totally fine. And then she got kind of like, she was like, that, this seems, and I was like, it's, it's, to it's completely fine. Like this is, it's yeah. all good. And then they were like, we'll, we'll have you back. And I didn't know it would be so soon, but I was relieved because I got rattled. Bruce Springsteen fans go, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. Right. My car pulls up. He's the only other person on the show. They thought I was Bruce. So they're going, Bruce, 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 Bruce. Oh, and I'm my like, God. Oh, my God. I put my foot out. They're like, Bruce, Bruce. And then I get out, and they're like, hmm. So that was the first thing I heard. Oh, and that's... I look out, all these people going, hmm. I've, I've done that before where <laughs> you're like, uh, you pull up to do whatever show, and you're like, get ready for the sounds of disappointment exactly i said that in the car i was with the booker i go like it's, no oh, it's not God. jennifer aniston it is me <laughs> it's it's close <clears throat> it's todd but well that's exciting and bruce springsteen has tons of fans oh, yeah tons so yeah, he's very popular <laughs> he's real popular so uh jessica the booker said she said this is very unusual this is not normal like this is the mo maybe the most amount of people before a show i've seen for like standing in that area trying to get a glimpse. Oh yeah, yeah. I imagine. What if they slipped him out like a secret? Like they must underground have kind of. It was packed, and they all had they had like American flag shirts on. Right. Like they were there to see Bruce. Because when I went for Rob, it was just empty, and she was yeah. like, "This is what it's normally like." Did so, they did they say like go out to dinner on us or anything like that? They didn't, but they they were very nice about it. And like, you get paid, which is nice. get paid, and then they had. And then they had me, like, back. I think it was – I did it, like, Thursday. They had me back that Monday. But it was live. Really? It was live after the debates, yeah. Oh, my God. But you know what? I feel like we're always doing stuff live. Yeah. So that didn't psych me out. That didn't psych me out that much. Right. Because, I don't know, it just didn't psych me out. That's good. Well, it's because, you know, you know what you're doing. 
Yeah, it said it so many times. You know, like I was like, and I was just grateful to get to do it again. And you do, you were good with not using a mic. I like that a lot. I have mixed feelings about it, but then I see people do it like, oh, maybe that does look better. I wonder if it does because you can see the person's face more. Yeah. The reason I did is because I when I we did our dress, our rehearsal, I got paranoid the mic was going to give me some feedback. And I was like, oh, I don't want that to throw me off. So that's why I did it that way. Mm-hmm. And I was just happy. Because when I heard, oh, this was what else happened. When I got out and then when they went, Bruce, 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 someone yelled, boo. And I went and I scuttled in. And then a PA caught up with me and said, they weren't booing you. They were saying Bruce. They were saying Bruce. Yeah. So the whole thing from the beginning, nerves are high. So I was just so I was just so fucking happy not to have done it that time. You thought you were getting booed walking Booed. Out. Walking. I said, I'd never really been booed. And then like a boo. Bruce. So who were you on with? Rob Lowe. Oh, Rob Lowe. That's who I ended up being on with. And you didn't talk to him? Didn't get to see Rob. Was there just you and him? It was me and him, and then there was one other guest. But you know, I was so in my head about yeah. it, I didn't see the other. I didn't see the other guests. Um, and it was a good experience, definitely. Cool. What's your new podcast? The new podcast is me and a psychiatrist. We'd love to have you on if you're interested. Me and a psychiatrist, and we play some material, and then basically do like a therapy session through the material. Mm. Probably won't be doing this podcast. Yeah, that's the. I'm wondering if people are going to really be straight up with you. Yeah, people are gonna really gonna gonna get, I mean, going to really want to get psychoanalyzed. But Mateo Lane and I are starting another one called Inside the Closet, where it's you ever wonder what gay people talk about when no one else is around? But we're going to have anybody on to welcome you into the closet. To just, so you're you're going to start two simultaneous podcasts? That's just, I might. Yeah, I'm trying to start two. Who's putting these out? Are you doing it? Or? The first one is a place called Laughly, and then the other one's just me and Mateo. Wow. I hope it's not a big mistake. Because I don't want to do two, and then it explodes in my face. Right. Um, I'm just thinking, maybe do one of them. Yeah. <laughs> but who am I to talk? Maybe, you know, I don't know the way you work. Maybe two is like, yeah, it's, I need to do two to keep uh, busy and happy. Me and Mateo, are, that'll be easy because we're just, that's very casual. Yeah. And then I'm going to see about the other one. How, where'd you get the psychiatrist? Is it the same psychiatrist every time? The same psychiatrist. She's really good. It was, the show wasn't my idea or her idea. It was a producer's idea and he connected us. Her name's Gail Saltz. Okay. Uh, she's great. She's very good. Wow. We'll see if comedians want to do it too. Because I mean, it, it does sound fun. They're getting psychoanalyzed. Yeah. But she's very soft. She's not like a Judge Judy type, like, this is your problem. <laughs> right. Which probably wouldn't go well. I love that that was your point of reference for a, a bad therapist. She wasn't like Judge Judy. <laughs> um, the Judge Judy therapy. She's not a therapist. Well, Emma, So I'm trying to do that. What else do you have to plug? I got to say, I went to your website. I was going to open with this, but now I'm going to close with it. And... uh According to your tour dates, you are both in New York and Minneapolis the same weekend. Thank you. Maybe you're doing some sort of Phil no, Collins thing. No, I need to take did. the New York off because I was supposed to be, and yeah. then I didn't take that off. But I am in Minneapolis July 5th through 9th, and then I'm in Worcester, Massachusetts the following weekend. Have you been to Worcester? I did a show with Louie there once. It's actually pretty awesome. Yeah, it was good. It's fun. It's very blue collar, and right. people come out to shows, and they're like excited. Where about are you it. doing it there? 
Dick Doherty's comedy den. Oh my god, that guy's still around, huh? His yeah, he's I don't think he liked me, but uh He's not. It's his wife that books it uh-huh. now. I don't I know haven't if he seen hated him. me, but I I think that he gave me like oh uh, yeah, I don't he's not ready. He <laughs> may have been right though. To be fair to him, I might not have been worthy of working there. I think about that too like I when I auditioned for last comic and I didn't get it and at the time I was like this ah but now I'm looking back I'm like oh, that wouldn't that would have been right. atrocious. Right. I doubt that's what happened with Dick Doherty's. But will you t- will you talk to his wife? No. You got it. What do you uh what's your website is? My website's emmacomedy.com and then I have a show Friday mornings I co-host it on Sirius XM called Wake Up with Taylor. I co-host that on Friday. With who? Who's Taylor? Taylor Strecker. And it's a it's a pop culture show. Really? Mhm. You do it live on Friday? Live 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Oh my god. <laughs> so you wake up at like 5:30? 6. And then I like scramble over there. Wow. It's just once a week though. Yeah. Just that's a lot. She is she keeps abreast of all pop culture stuff. Uh-huh. So She's doing the heavy lifting with it, and then I just kind of get more info. Is it fun? I act, That's, like, actually my favorite. I like doing podcasts and radio almost more than... And I love writing, but I, I like those podcasts, radio, and the writing almost sometimes more than the exact performing. Do you write scripts? I'm trying. I've been taking a script writing class. That's a whole other craft, though. Where are you taking the class? UCLA Extension. Huh. It's a whole... That's a whole other... Just when yeah. you start to dip your toe in that... And other stuff, like it's it's a whole other world. So trying. So you have two podcasts, a radio show, a script writing. That's good, though. You're busy. There's actually time to do all these things. We'll see. What's your Twitter? At Emma Wilman. At Emma Wilman. That is perfect. <laughs> I don't know Thanks how Thanks for I being here, it. Emma. Thank you, Todd. And people at home, this was a good episode, right? I enjoyed it. We'll see you again. Bye. <laughs> This is firefighter Raphael Poirette for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.